0: I'm Clemmie Telford and it's time to get open and get honest each week I interview a guest about a topic that we as a society often shy away from from sex lives to salaries life and death religion and real bodies no subject is off the table welcome to honestly the podcast I make no secret of the fact that I'm into a bit of spirituality and one way or another during lockdown one I found myself booking a tarot reading with today's guest Tamara Dryzen. Tamara is the author of Luna and the Crystal Code and in this episode I speak to her a bit more about her story and about how she found herself tarot reading and what we can learn from ancient practices such as astrology and living by the moon. Without further ado here she is. So before we kick off We're recording this in the the middle of, actually, there's many retrogrades going on. (laughs) And so things are you know a little bit against us, including some drilling going on uh, uh, tomorrow's next door neighbour. But we're going to soldier on and hope that we can go with it anyhow, aren't we? Yeah. Fingers crossed. So I always like to start the podcast with some quick fire questions. And the name of the game is honesty. Okay. So on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you?
1: I want to say, do you remember know my first answer was going to be ten? Was it? Yeah, but you I was like, have... what? Like, no, well, don't <laughs> I, edit I, it. Don't. I, yeah, no, no I know, but was that shocked me as well.
0: <laughs> it's like ten. But I think it's like ten today because I've had my period. Like, yeah. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, how funny are you? People say I'm funny,
1: but I don't see that in my. You know, I wouldn't say I'm like funny, but people say I'm funny. Do they? <laughs> yeah. That's good. But oh, I, don't yeah. it, I don't know if it's in my jokes or just because I'm a
0: weirdo. They're <laughs> yeah, funny as in a bit unusual, yeah. <laughs> rather than hilarious. Yeah. They're kind of the, they're often kind of the same.
1: Yeah,
0: and especially if you're if you sit comfortably in your more unusual stuff, and that's yeah.
1: Cool. yeah. What is your favourite colour? Like a corally peachy kind of colour. I don't. Yeah.
0: What is your favourite <laughs> smell? I really like
1: that. You know those like.
0: Fig, fig oh. candles. That's always my go to. teak have a fig one, don't know, mm. But it's got a fancy other name, but yeah. it's a good one. Yeah. Kind of, this is a bigger picture, but what star sign are you, or sun star sign, I suppose? I am you. Aries star oh, sign. Yeah. <coughs> are you? What, what are you? Are You're a beggar, aren't you? No, oh, Pisces. Oh, I'm a right. Pis- I'm a Pisces, Libra rising, Aries moon. Okay. What's your full the full? So I'm.
1: Aquarius moon and Libra rising but I was, wasn't sure on my birth time so I wasn't sure if I was Libra or Scorpio but you can do this thing called like rectification so you put in your details and ask you those questions and it helps to pinpoint oh, the actual I'm, time
0: you were born and so, it's changed or oh, it's confirmed what you. yeah, yeah. that's handy because I can't mm. remember one of the times when my kids was, was born which is really bad I was trying to find it in researching this. Do you think it's harder to be honest with yourself or honest with others?
1: I would say both. Depending on what the situation is. And I guess they are links, aren't they? Yeah. When you're lying to yourself, you're denying something or you're resisting something. And then if you can't be honest with with yourself, you can't really be
0: honest with other people. That's the truth, isn't it? If you're yeah, you basically it's about fixing yourself first, usually, isn't it? Yeah. And last one, what is your worst
1: habit? What is my worst habit? And my boyfriend would say, like, just leaving stuff around. I'm a bit of a whirlwind. I'm organised chaos, but he likes everything to have its own place. Oh, really? Whereas I might leave something and just forget it's there. To him, it feels like months, but for me, it's only a couple of days. Yeah, that's
0: difficult. But, you, yeah, you you kind of hopefully will balance each other out a bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think Ben would say my worst habit is I don't screw lids on things properly because oh. I'm always flushed. <laughs> like, like the marmite will be, and then then he goes to pick it up and drops it, and it's it's really bad. And it's such a small thing that I don't, you know, it's obviously just a learned habit. Yeah. It, I do see why it is annoying. I wouldn't admit that to him. <laughs> So I have you here to talk about the moon or lunar living. And this is really interesting, actually, because obviously, I, I talk about all kinds of subjects. And I always ask Instagram about the subjects before I research them. And this has Ooh. been the single most divisive bit of research. People are Absolutely 50-50 split. Yeah. And it's like usually about 7000 people are replying to this so quite a big pool. Mm. do you believe the moon impacts you and 50 said they did fifty said they didn't are you interested in astrology again 50 50 split and are you interested in how the moon impacts you and again 50 50 split Thanks. so that's really interesting that it's it's so absolutely divided. Mm. And like, put my cards on the table. I think probably I didn't really believe in it. And then mm. the more you learn about it and the more awareness you have, the more I've begun to be at a point where I couldn't really deny the impact of the moon. Yeah. On the moon. <laughs> First of all, how did you get into this kind of spiritual practice, for want of a better expression?
1: So I've always been like, even like as a child, been into crystals and the tarot and like like the craft and just wanted it to be a whip basically but didn't really think that it was a real thing just dabbled in in learning about it and then it wasn't till I was like in my mid-20s where I just had a bit of a like it's like quarter life crisis like 28 like saturn return
0: for anyone listening that is when saturn comes back to the place it was when you were born so it's usually around yeah. about 29 and a half yeah it's like a
1: 29 it's 28 29 year cycle so it, we'll have that a few times in a couple of times in our lives but it's just when that happens it gets is that point where if we're not living in alignment with how we should be in our, our core values the shit hits the fan basically and it really pushes us to get into alignment with what we want and it's normally that kind of awakening of I've been living my life by everyone else's standards and what other people want me to do and I'm really not happy what do I want to do and then it's that the identity crisis and the ego death and then that journey to
0: work out what you actually want to do? I mean, those years were probably the most difficult years of my life. And I'm 38 now. So, you know, I'm looking, I only learned about this week and I've been reflecting. And it's actually the first time during that, period that I went to the doctors for mental health ended up becoming uh, when I became a mother for the first time it's like oh wow really difficult years Mm. so yeah fascinating yeah
1: so similarly to you I went to the doctors because I because of my mental health and I had like a long-term like eating disorder and I just kind of got to the point where like is this it like I need to sort myself out because (laughs) this can't be how I move live Forever.
0: Yeah, exactly then, that I yeah. was like I remember having a conversation with myself thinking this can't be who I am now yeah. so then yeah so that I
1: went to the doctors and I wanted wanted to have counseling and kind of go already kind of feeling like I wanted to go I've been on antidepressants before and I just didn't feel like it was the right thing for me to do this time but they that was kind of where they wanted to push me and when I declined the prescription the doctor said like well if you don't want to help yourself like I can't help you and it just lit a fire up my bum because I was like, well, I'm just going to do all the other stuff that I've always wanted to, like been interested in and see what where that takes me because there must be something else. There, mm-hmm. there must be another option. And then I started exploring crystals and the tarot and learning more healing practices. And then I ended up going to Bali to be an apprentice to a shaman for like two months there. And it just, it, it transformed me. Like my anxiety was gone. My kind of like binge purge cycle just stopped And even when I was having therapy, like my therapist, we got to this point, she was like, what's changed? Yeah, something shifted. I wasn't triggered by the same things. And I was like, I think it might have been like the Reiki attunement that I had. (laughs) Yeah, just things just went from there. And I just, I'd never, I got into all of this just to heal me. And to actually start liking myself and mm-hmm. feel comfortable in my own skin and then like I never thought that I'd be doing what I do now or writing books <laughs> like anything like that and then it's just kind of gone from there but like with the moon I think it was just starting to understand like that we're cyclical beings and so disconnected from nature and the moon I'd always been kind of drawn to it which I think we are anyway but mm. I think it's easy for people to be skeptical until you've had an experience mm-hmm. and you've tried it. I think everyone's entitled to be skeptical. I think yeah. it's healthy, healthy to have, be skeptical. And it's not my job to try and persuade people or make them think that it's the best thing ever. But I like to just create experiences for people to try it and find out for them. And I think so much can happen for us when we are open. And for me, with the moon a lot of it is about self-reflection or am I being honest with other people Mm. like what's going on and using the the moon for self-reflection for self-awareness to see like where I'm holding myself back where I'm lying to myself and where I actually want to be going what I actually want to be doing and how much of what I'm doing is maybe people pleasing or getting in my own way like all of these Mm. different things
0: it's so interesting because I asked Instagram what their thoughts were and I'm going to read out some of them again it's so polarizing Mm. um People said, it's weird. Someone said, I'm a total believer. I'm fascinated but sceptical. And then I the, this is the thing that shifted it for me. I had so many nurses and midwives inundated saying, if you are a nurse or you've worked on a ward with people during full moon, there's no way you can deny the impact yeah. of full moon. And actually, once you become a parent, I just see it in my children so vividly. Uh-huh someone said, oh, it's all an excuse for people to avoid autonomy. It's hippie and weird. And then someone said, oh, my mum was addicted to astrology lines and that scarred me. I think think it's really important today, hands up. If everyone accesses this realm via Mystic Meg, that is so far away from what we're talking about. Another thing that really unpicked it for me is that my uncle, who is not maybe he is quite spiritual but Hmm. you know on all intents and purposes he breeds horses and he was just like I know the moon has an impact on when and when they fall and he said in the farmers Armagnac which is kind of what farmers use for everything as their guide they've got they've got it in there and then this morning I was going deep on farmers planting based on the moon and this isn't some Instagram no (laughs) this spiritual thing this is people working with the land Mm -hmm.
1: yeah people working with the land and like biodynamic agriculture like it's all moon-based it's proven that working with the cycles of the moon increases yield and the success of the crops and the quality of it
0: but it makes sense, doesn't it? I, this is me completely projecting and you're the expert, so I'll, I'll go over to you. But in the basic sense, full moon was when we had the most light, if yeah. in a time before electricity. So of course, you're going to be a bit manic because that's when you can achieve a load of stuff mm. and particularly give birth, for example, I suppose, yeah. when it was
1: safe. Definitely. It's working, living by nature and yeah. understanding those rhythms and those cycles. And I think we're so disconnected from even... and the moon cycle is like 28 days and it goes from like new to full to new again. And it's similar to the seasons. So we have winter, which is like the new moon. And then we have summer, which is the full moon. And then it goes back round with like spring and autumn in between, which are like the waxing and the waning. And that's thing like well, we aren't living with nature and those cycles like winter. Again, if we were living back without electricity we would be working with what we've got, mm. eating foods that are around us that are growing at that time. We'd be so connected with what's around us now. It's so disconnected and everything's so linear and everything's so available. And I think that's what causes everything to be out of balance in a lot of ways.
0: I do wonder whether, listening to you, whether it's something that the women tend to relate to more. Again, mm. our cycles are broadly 28 days and mm. it, it matches it, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: And it's the same energy flow, like we peak. So when you're ovulating, that's like the full moon. So our energy is peaking, we're feeling more confident and more embodied. And then as we move into the premenstrual and like menstrual phase, like that's the waning moon, the dark moon, like when we're going within. So it's so interesting to understand like where we are in our own cycle. Yeah. To know where, how to manage our energy. Like understanding at certain points like, oh yeah, like my life isn't falling apart, I'm just on day what you know like this is that phase. 21
0: but, yeah <laughs> but it's so powerful isn't it because mm. as you say if you stop living in a linear way especially as females where yeah. you're go 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 I am getting better at understanding that yeah when I'm in that darker phase th- to embrace it and actually do the stuff where I squirrel away and don't uh, aren't very sociable in fact, I'd hate the whole world. But then, <laughs> then you come out the other side, and there's days when you really do want to be more sociable. Definitely. And, and rather than feeling bad when you chop and change, embracing the um, the differences.
1: Yeah, each phase has power. Like it is there are so many benefits to each phase, but I think also we resist the quiet moments where we're supposed to rest and recharge like that for a lot of people is really uncomfortable and brings up a lot of guilt
0: so when would that be I'm just thinking of the moon there'd be it would be pretty dark and yes so when it's the new moon it's dark
1: because there's no light hitting the moon and that the new moon is the time for kind of introspection going within and resting and recharging and like the moon terms if you were looking at kind of like what to be doing that would be Setting intentions, like getting clear on how you not being external and making things happen, but really like what do I want to do, and maybe planning. And then, like in agriculture, that's when they're sowing the seeds. That's when they're putting it in the ground, and then as it builds, we're in like the waxing in your menstrual cycle. That's premenstrual, so your energy's building, and then when you're seeing the moon, you're seeing a, a crescent building. You're seeing the light start to build in the moon and that's the time where we're feeling more energized like that's my actual everyone talks about the new moon and the full moon i love the waxing moon phase because it's like that spring energy
0: mm where we're
1: like everything just feels a bit lighter a bit easier less intense and
0: And you're having loads of ideas quite often yeah
1: yeah yeah you can be having ideas and also have the momentum to make it happen Mm. because you've got that energy and as that builds then you come into the full moon and that would be like that summer energy like abundance and again like in your menstrual cycle that's when you're ovulating that's when you're feeling like wonder woman and you can do anything and nothing bothers you and you feel so (laughs) confident so that's the peak and then what happens is it starts to wane and that's like autumn energy so that's where we start to feel our energy kind of declining if we're tracking it and our waning is like when we're coming into pre-menstrual and that's where we're kind of wanting to be a bit more isolated being more Mm -hmm. selective with who you want to spend time with maybe being a little less patient with certain things so something that might not have bothered you when you were pre-ovulation or ovulating is really going to bother you yeah. <laughs> when like you're in that part and then it kind of like goes back round to you again.
0: And so for you do you think it just means there's less friction points maybe is that yeah. the right way of phrasing it?
1: Yeah so you can understand okay like these are my trigger days these are my days where I don't want to be around anyone so when you know that don't make plans to be around other people or do the things that you find more of a struggle. Book that in for the week after. Yeah, when it will feel great. Yeah, exactly. When you don't mind and it's effortless. Yeah, have some compassion. A lady called Elisa Vitti wrote Woman Code. She talks about like eating for our cycle as well. So there are certain foods that we should be eating at different parts of our cycle to help regulate that as well.
0: It's so interesting, isn't it? All the cynics will be saying to me, well, where's the data? How can you justify this? I had a tarot session and if again people are one of two ways on that they're like it's an absolute waste of money what are you doing but the way I see it is quite clearly it's just a form of therapy whatever you pull and the questions you ask me get me to ask questions of myself
1: yeah I think there are so many misconceptions around what the tarot is again that kind of mystic meg future predictions like tall dark and handsome how many kids you're gonna have and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And half that doesn't happen in the way that you think it is. Like, you know, I was talking to someone the other day and she said one of her friends had got told by a psychic that she was gonna marry someone beginning with M. So she Mm. only dated guys with beginning with M. Like you were saying earlier, like there are some people that they live by it and they don't have their own kind of critical awareness of like what is true for me, what is coming up. And often when I do a reading, like I'm not telling anyone anything that they don't already know. I'm just using the cards to say out loud what they know deep down inside but maybe yeah. don't know how to put into words aren't really sure if that's le- legitimate to feel like that or to want that and using the card to see like what is blocking you what is holding you back because a lot of the time people come to me it's because they feel stuck I'm doing everything but I can't quite move forward so what is it and my way of reading the cards is like it's so easy it's so simple but once we know what that thing is we can choose differently but a lot of the time we're not conscious of that same decision that we're making over and over again and that root cause of that decision even though we think we're doing things differently there's something underneath that that is fundamentally the same and then working with the tarot helps to see okay that is why you're doing that maybe there's like a limiting belief or a self-worth issue or like people pleasing or something or not trusting in the fact that your intuition is saying this is what you need to be doing but you're like I've got no proof for that why is it coming up and often it is the permission slip that you need to be giving yourself but when someone else complete stranger is knowing these things and saying it it's hard to not take notice then
0: yeah it's fascinating isn't it with all of this realm For me, I think it's really powerful to remember that we are part of a much, much, much bigger system.
1: Yeah, I think in other cultures, I'm half Indonesian and I've spent a lot of time in Bali and spirituality is just interwoven in their culture. Like rituals are part of their every, it's not just on the moon or whatever, there's a ritual for everything. And they give offerings to the gods morning, day and night. There's always something going on. And like the sense of community in those countries Mm. is so different there's that sense of connectedness I just think that that's so once you've been around that it's so
0: powerful yeah so powerful yeah it is I guess it's giving people permission to explore that side of them Mm -hmm. it's about finding answers inside yourself does that sound really mad
1: (laughs) no but that's the whole point like that's I always say to people like you've got the answers within you that's why a lot with the moon ceremonies that I Hold. It's all designed for people to t- tap into their intuition and their answers. And like I said, with and I'm doing a tarot reading. I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. Mm-hmm. It's like I was like, yeah, I know. I keep doing that, or I know that that's going on, or like, yeah, I know that actually I really feel like this about this, and I'm not admitting this to myself. And helping you see your answers because once we know what our answer is, then we can act accordingly. But I think so many people often, when most people when if they come to me for a reading, they're like, I don't know what to do. It's like you do
0: yeah everybody
1: does but it's squashed under so much programming or worry or, or like financial fear and I think when we start to unpack that it's like actually yeah this is what I want how can we create a plan to get there
0: so if someone was coming to one of your full moon ceremonies what would that look like
1: so every new and full moon will be in a different zodiac sign the moon changes signs every two and a half days. And when the moon is in a different sign, it's like a like a moody forecast <laughs> of like what's going on. And like this is just like a snapshot because it's all to do with what all the planets are doing as well. Like we're influenced by all of them. But when the moon is in a sign, it, it influences the mood that we're in, or the mood of like the like the weather forecast of what's going mm-hmm. on around. So say for example, if the moon was in like Aries, the collective mood can be quite driven and everybody thinks that they know best so it's very hard to have a meeting with someone if the moon is in Aries because you're not going to find a middle ground Mm. (laughs) because everyone thinks that they're right so it would be better to maybe have a meeting like when the moon is in Capricorn that that's your kind of like get to work mood Mm. that can give you that push to like get on with some projects When the new moon in Capricorn, that was January. Yeah, so that's when when everyone is like setting their resolutions, what they want, their ambitions, their goals. And then we come to the Capricorn full moon. So that's when we're seeing like what has happened? What has developed over those six months from those seeds that I have sown? Am I on track? Why hasn't this happened? Have I come out of alignment?
0: Oh, moon signs, if you want to just quickly touch on that.
1: Okay your moon sign is where the moon was when you were born it's like how you are emotionally so it's like your emotional needs what makes you feel safe secure what nourishes you it can also be relatable to your relationship with your mum because the moon represents the maternal energy and how you love others it's the deeper side like the, the one that your close friends will really know about you and kind of also your emotional triggers But you can also see it as like your moon sign is a bit like your love language, what you need to feel safe and secure, like what you need your partner, how they need to show up for you. Yeah, how they need to show up for you. So when we know what our moon sign is and what our emotional needs are, I don't think we can expect our partners to be all of that. I think it's a lot to put on one person to be everything, but we need to know what we need. So, A, that we can communicate it and ask it clearly from them. And B, know how to give that to ourselves first and
0: foremost exactly and to all my kids have each got different moon signs and they're different from their sun signs and yeah researching them was really really revealing so my middle boy is a Sagittarius but his moon sign is Pisces and it was it was really nice for me to hear because I am a Pisces and I I, we've always kind of connected on that Mm. feeling feeling all the feelings level but that felt quite different from his day-to-day energy which is really fun time guy but but he's feeling all the he's feeling all the things so it's Mm. yeah and again you you can there will be people listening to this thing saying you are talking absolute rubbish, and yeah. you know I, we're not here to try and convert anyone for me, it is nothing more than a lens on how to frame yourself and and possibly other people and yeah. if it if what you read doesn't make any sense that's fine but all that has happened to me is I've read stuff and it is unpicked relationships with people it's made me know how to communicate with them in a different way understand what it is we see in each other especially you can have some friendships and some relationships where you feel like you're so opposite and perhaps understanding that that's for a reason
1: yeah and I think often a lot of people like when you start to learn about astrology you start to realize the synchronicity so like my mum is Aquarius moon my boyfriend is Aquarius my moon is Aquarius yeah and it's this unconscious thing where my moon is like this is what love is this is what I um, am attracted to so the the sun is external and I think that's the thing with a lot of this your sun sign so many people don't relate fully to their sun signs because of
0: the Stuff going on underneath
1: it. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, "That's not me." So when you start to look at your birth chart and have a reading, like with a proper astrologer, it just starts to like you, know, you can do like free birth charts, um and they're great to have a proper
0: a real one. There's a good website called Cafe Astrology. They do a, okay, a yeah, free birth chart, and that's pretty. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah, when you start looking into it, I think it's just un like I went going to like a family thing in Holland like last year. And we were chatting about it and we ended up just doing birth charts and like my whole family not into it. And they're like, oh my God, like, this is like me. This is you. This is crazy. And like I said, it's not just your sun sign. So don't dismiss that because it's just a tiny snapshot of it. Start looking at all the other things and like then see.
0: And all you Virgos out there, we see you. We know you think this is crap. Yeah. (laughs) Astrology jokes. Um, But it's so true. Yeah, you know what, all of this, I would really urge if you're at all interested, do book a tarot reading, do read up about this stuff and explore it, you know, and if if it isn't for you, it isn't for you, but anything that, especially at a time when loads of stuff is up in the air, Mm. I'm a big fan of self-exploration and I think this is a way of accessing that, simple as that. As as a kind of way towards the end, in the the name of the podcast is honestly, and I'm really interested in the idea of whether you think that we are losing the art of honest conversation.
1: Yeah, I think I'm lucky. I've got some friends that I can be completely honest with. Really? But I think now, because of the way that we communicate, a lot of people speak over just WhatsApp now, don't they? Or voice messages and things. So it's like you're not going to, there's always a barrier. There's always that kind of, you're only just scratching the surface. Yeah. it's so much easier to be honest with someone when you're seeing them face to face often the time we we think we're being we're telling the truth but we're not being honest so the truth is like I've like spent too much money and I'm worrying about it and the honest thing is that you were feeling really crap
0: and you were trying to fill up
1: up, there's is two different things so being telling the truth and honesty are very different things and I think when we start the honesty is when we take things deeper so we can tell someone the truth And be like, oh, yeah I'm not feeling great mm. but the truth is there's some there's so much more going on
0: that's so interesting the more you advocate for honest conversations for me that feels like my default setting now because that's what I do and then once in a while you you bring it on people who aren't used to it and you're like oh right yeah <laughs> you're not really down with this <laughs> <laughs> but actually what I love is that sometimes the people who are prepared to really go there aren't really always the people that you expect I love it when you're, like you're just sitting like a person that you think you know and you go for it and you're like oh no you're gonna yeah. you're gonna meet me on this yeah. but also I have to really and this is probably the Pisces in me I often then get really bad vulnerability hangovers and be like and want to kind of take back everything that I've said yeah and you have to really sit with some of that discomfort sometimes don't you
1: yeah and I think also it's just forgiving yourself and thinking well actually that was your truth that was me what was your truth like so you shouldn't uh, or you being honest so you shouldn't feel bad for being honest because I think what is it Brene Brown says like clarity is kindness not being clear is unkind
0: Brene Queen Brene I'm gonna literally ruminate on that thought for a while Okay, last question. If you could have an honest conversation with one person—could be dead, alive, a younger version of yourself, or someone on the internet, anyone—who would it be, and what would you say?
1: Oh, do you know what? It would be my dad.
0: Quite deep. <laughs> is he alive? Is he alive? He's
1: alive. He's alive.
0: <laughs> well, what would you say to him?
1: I think I would just. um We've only recent, like in the last like couple of years, like started talking again. I think I would be. I'd be honest with how much he hurt me. Do
0: you think he'd be able to hear that?
1: Uh, I think he'd have to. Yeah. Again, we talk over WhatsApp a lot. So you can't, we can't really go there. He lives in Holland. Right. Don't see each other in like that amount of time, but I've seen like seen him a couple of times now. So I think next time I will do, will do that. It's It's coming. (laughs) Look out. Um, (laughs)
0: Well, I mean, you've just put it out there. We're not on full moon, yeah. but we're close to full moon. So you've, yeah. you're manifesting that. There you go. Make that happen.
1: More honest conversations.
0: More honest conversations. Exactly. So bit of admin, where can people find you?
1: People can find me on Instagram at underscore underscore wolf sister. And then my website is wolfsister.com. And my books are both available on Amazon. So the crystal code and Luna.
0: There you go. Go check them out, people. And I read anyone listening who wants to give any feedback. And I really am very, very open to hear what you've got mm. to say. So either comment on Instagram or on any of the podcast platforms, or you can send me an email at hello at clemmytelford.com. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Honestly. If you've enjoyed this episode and you were particularly interested in the references we made about how your period can sync with the moon, then I recommend heading back to series two when I spoke to Maisie Hill about periods and we talked about this in much more detail. I'd love to know your thoughts so please do give me a rating or review and even better hit the subscribe button that way you'll get each week's episode delivered straight to you.